0: everyone. Here we go. Welcome to episode number nine of the Bread and Wine podcast. This episode is titled, Yielding to the Power of God Through Prayer. Mm. How about that? Uh-oh. That's a good one. That's a good title. I don't think I've ever said a title and you did. Mm. Yeah. That's something, huh? I gave the charismatic. Mm.
1: <laughs>
0: so good, man. Oh, that's so good. Uh, there it is. We stopped saying amen and... People started saying so good and uh, all that kind of stuff. So today, Seth and I have had on our heart as we've been praying about what to do on the next episode, focusing heavily on prayer. And it also stems back from the last episode, in the last episode where we talked about working for God, working for Jesus, or working with Him. And that distinction being, not that it's bad to doing things for God, but it is. A million times better when we begin to work with him and we do as I'll discuss later even Jesus did what he saw the father do he said what he yeah. saw the father say uh, said what he heard the father say and it becomes a yielding and listening to God type of thing and so we wanted to get really practical I think mm-hmm. on what that actually looks like um, yeah so what do you think there Sethy yeah I, I mean the only way to partner
1: with God is to pray um, so as we you know talked about last week, working for God, often a symptom of that is we're not really listening and praying and seeking His voice mm-hmm. and moving with him. Um, and so prayer is you know the vital aspect of living a life in communion and union with God. And I think it's something people struggle with a lot. I mean it's something yeah. that we have struggled with in even in full-time ministry, creating a regular prayer time, being prayerful throughout the day, Um, and so I think definitely today we want to share some of those struggles, but also share some of those things we've overcome and and how kind of where we are now is propelling us forward Mm -hmm. um, and how God's just been showing up powerfully as we've been yielding to Him and not trying Mm -hmm. to wield His power um, and pull Him down, but where He's working, we're coming with you.
0: Yeah, if you struggle with your prayer life, um, you're not alone. And I don't say this to give an excuse for us to have weak prayer lives, but you know, we even mentioned last week I've done ministry or whatever for a really long time and there's so many people that I've come across that says that, that are in the quote unquote, you know, full time ministry or in church settings where they're pastors or teachers or whatever that say we never pray together. We never sit around and ask what the Holy Spirit is wanting to do in our community, in our neighborhood. We, Individually, obviously, there's some prayer. But even there, hearing pastors say, my prayer life isn't that great. And what I think we've done in America oftentimes is we've created this thing that we don't really need God and his power. Mm -hmm. And then we look around and go, well, why in Africa and Asia do they have God's power? And I'm like, because we don't need it. And I say that not truthfully we absolutely have to have it but like we don't need to rely on god for things because we have yeah. do things in our own strength take these classes learn how to public speak you know learn how to run a ministry learn how to do this and there's no real need for that and i think it's it's really really hurting us and so if you're there though my point being uh, you're not alone and we've had the struggles as seth mm-hmm. has said and we want to continue to grow in that
1: yeah And I think there's a paradigm shift here that we can start off uh, right in the beginning. Um, Even growing up, I think a lot of the times prayer centered around our agenda. Mm -hmm. And so we had an agenda and a goal that we were trying to accomplish or something we wanted to see happen or I wanted to see happen. And so my prayer was, God, will you come and help me achieve this? Or God, will you do this? To now, and I think this this is the ultimate blessing of prayer is... I go to God to find out what I need to do, to find out the goal, to find out what I need to accomplish. Mm-hmm. And then I partner with him in prayer for what he wants to accomplish. And so prayer is less about forcibly you know, trying to move God's hand to do what I want to do and saying, God, what are you doing? And how can I agree in faith and walk in confidence now mm-hmm. in what you want me to do?
0: And, and so that's like a big paradigm shift that I think really helped me. Yeah. And that's uh, so Seth and I talked about this this morning a little bit. I want to bring up the the Pharisees. I want to bring up the Sadducees. I want to bring up these men that really knew the word extremely well. And I think that's phenomenal, by the way. That's a huge we need to know the word really, really well and not get flaky. Um, But they knew the word really, really well. But Jesus calls these fishermen, these tax collectors and all these people to come and these men to come and be present with him. To come and to, and I think that's a big part of prayer is uh, is being present with God, constantly in that in that in that constant communication, and these men are being present with Jesus, and as they are, God desires, we believe to release power into our community. Yeah. That's what like that's why yielding to the power. I believe that God is constantly desiring to heal people physically, heal people emotionally, heal people spiritually, bring uh, uh be us be ministers of reconciliation, heal marriages. Like I believe God is desiring all these things. Yeah. And so it's it's like the flow is going. It's whether we're going to yield to what he wants us to do. Amen. And so we see a difference in the Pharisees who who knew the word, who but had Their own agenda, Mm -hmm. what you're talking about. Yeah. Have our own agenda. And, and what they did is they missed God in the midst of it. Whereas some unlearned, untrained men just said, I'll be present with you, Mm -hmm. Jesus. And of course the Torah, of course the scriptures were a big part of that. Jesus constantly quoted the scriptures, but Jesus, if you tell me to go ahead of you into the city, then I'll go. And what did Jesus do? take some power. (laughs) Here's my power. Here's my authority. Go heal. Go cast out demons. Go do all these things. But it came through them listening being present with Jesus, listening to Jesus. And then, which is a huge part, obeying what he says. Yeah, that's good. I'm actually going to go to the book of Isaiah just to continue on what you're
1: talking about here. Um, In in Isaiah 30, uh, you know, the Israelites, they had basically kind of gave up on God in a sense, and just fled to Egypt for, for help, for refuge. Um, and when God had told them not to do that. Uh, but in verse 15, God tells them, uh, you will be delivered by returning and resting. Your strength will lie in quiet confidence. And, and so again here, the Israelites trying to make something happen on their own accord. Mm-hmm. They're trying to forcibly do something. When God says, no, no, Return, return to me, return to your trust, your hope. And then you rest in that. You can Mm -hmm. rest in that prayer. You can rest because, and you're going to get confidence from this too, he says. You can rest in quiet confidence because you're living and breathing and moving in what I'm speaking. Mm -hmm. And so no matter what the outside world says, no matter what people say, you can have quiet confidence in everything that you do. Mm-hmm. And that's a calling for all of us. Yeah. And
0: let's get super practical about yeah. that. Number one is we're not calling to laziness. Like that's not what we're calling to. We're not calling to say, I'm just going to sit around and do my own thing and play Halo and my video games and whatever, you, whatever you do. Um, and then if God strikes me with a lightning bolt, then I'll do something, but I'll just rest. Oh yeah. I'll rest in, for, right. you know, in God. Um, So we're definitely not calling. We're not, we're not calling people to do that. But we're also not calling you in the sense, we're not calling anything. We're not submitting to you. (laughs) That's the right thing. To go at it, go at it, go at it, go at it. And we're never seeking. We're never asking. We're not being in that place of rest that Isaiah is talking about and that quiet confidence in Him, because we're just churning and burning. And the Lord has very practically shown me in my life that I tend to lean towards the churn and burning side. I tend to go towards and I think we all can hopefully be self-critical a little bit like self-reflection and go, do I tend to be on the side that doesn't really do much for the Lord? I'm not that interested, you know, um, yeah, or the side that's like I'm constantly trying to do things, but I'm erring and not slowing down to listen, not slowing down to rest in him, not slowing down to seek him. And, um, I've failed and I failed. I mentioned last time, even with the real estate stuff, even still, I I, like, I just want to churn and burn, churn and burn. I think God keeps constantly bringing me back to, do you trust me? Yeah. Will you slow down and love people? And will you trust me and stop freaking out about, I got to get these leads. I've got to do these things. I've got to do this stuff. And the thing is, is when I live that hectic life, then people see that as I'm reflecting that image of God to them. I don't have time Mm -hmm. for you. Let me do this. I got to do this. I got to go do this rather than I have time for you. Let's spend time together. And I'm going to trust that God's going to bring it as I'm faithful and obedient to what he puts before me during the day. Amen.
1: And and I think ultimately this at, at the very heart of it, it boils down to, uh, who, who has authority over your life? Do you have complete authority and lordship over your own life? to try and make things happen and then pull God along with you? Mm -hmm. Or is Jesus Lord of your life and you're coming to him as master? What do you have for me? And then how can I receive what you have for me and then go in confidence with you? And I think that all just boils down to um, authority and are you
0: giving him authority? Are you giving him lordship? Mm, That's good. Can we get really practical about hearing God's voice? I think we should, um, and just talk about. I know we've hit on it in some podcasts before, but just talk about what that actually looks like. And you mentioned you wanted to talk about our failures, our successes, and stuff like that. But you know, I think we've said this before, but let's just say it again. Uh, there tends to be, I, I've seen in the church, there tends to be people who are love the word, and I'm holding up the scriptures right now. If you're if you're if you're just listening and not uh, on the live feed. And dive in and know it extremely well. But oftentimes, those I found are the people that struggle to hear what God is doing presently where they're at. Right? Like, what are, God, what are you doing in my workplace? God, what are you doing, you know, um, in my neighborhood or whatever? And it becomes, man, I'm, I'm struggling to hear that on the flip side. I often And and everyone's not like this. So this is not. But I'm just saying that this is this happens often. There's the people that are constantly saying that God's speaking to them that really don't know the word well at all. And honestly, oftentimes, not always. They get flaky and and weird and go into all this crazy stuff. And you're like, hey, have you read the scripture about this? And they're like, oh, I don't know. And then when they read it, they go (laughs) into some nonsense that is like, that's not what it's even talking about. Yeah. (laughs) So what does it look like to understand that the scriptures are breathed out by God? They are breathed out by the Holy Spirit. They're the breath of God. They don't, you, can't, you don't separate that from the word. of. They are the word of God, and we have the word of God speaking to us. But how, Seth, do we begin to, if we're saying to ourselves, you know, I'm struggling on one ends of this, or maybe I'm somewhere in the middle, but I want to grow in this. What do I do? Mm. Man, so
1: I started really reading the scriptures and praying, uh, and it started, uh, I guess, when I was probably in seventh or eighth grade. Mm-hmm. Um, I, just before school, I was like, you know what? I'm a believer in Jesus. You know, I, I say all these things, I act all these ways that I've heard the preachers say. Let me get to know this book, and let yeah. me start praying. Let me, let me, let me do this thing because yeah. if, if I'm gonna do it, then I'm I, I better do it. Um, and it started off like you know, I would kind of go halfsies. I like read the scriptures for a few minutes, and then I'd pray for a few minutes. Um, and honestly, that balance uh, has stayed throughout all the years of growth with the Lord. Hmm. Um, it's just turned into way more time with him. Um, but for me, like that balance is so crucial. And honestly, like over the past, you know, couple months here, I've kind of gotten way heavier on the listening and prayer side, uh, of God and not reading the scriptures as much. And I've honestly felt like, a deficiency if Mm. that makes sense in my spiritual walk because the words of God weren't being implanted I wasn't meditating on them I wasn't Mm. chewing them I I was I was almost so hard trying to listen that it was almost like I I I was just reaching grasping at straws and I really the word in conjunction with prayer is what really opened up that passage for me of like Boom! Here's what God's saying.
0: Yeah, because there can be this real stressful situation of I need to hear from God. I want to hear like right. People can be saying, "Okay, I agree with you." Like my prayer is is a laundry list. Okay, I want to learn how to listen to God more. And then there, you know, you're stressing out at, at your workplace because you're like, "What are you gonna say? What are you saying about these people? What are you doing about these people?" Yeah. And and it becomes like something that that can actually kind of crush your spirits. True. You know. And so I would encourage you to first of all that's why reading the scriptures are are so powerful is what does God tell you to do at your workplace? What do you know that he said to do? Yeah. Does he, you know, does he say to care for the least of these? Like, okay, who's, you know, for the oppressed does, you know, who's, who's experiencing those things start participating with them and don't do it in your own strength. And what I've found is often as I begin on that path, all of a sudden I hear something. All of a sudden, God says, you know, I just feel in my spirit, man, I think there's something with, you know, his children. You know what I mean? And then I don't get all weird and go, oh, the Lord says, you know, I just bring up their kids. You know what I mean? And then they go, well, man, it's, you know, we were, I'm divorced and I've really struggled with the custody and I don't, I don't, not sure if my son is, he's just not connecting with me well anymore and just, and there you go. Like, it's just, it just can flow a whole lot more naturally but I think that that's often, it's as we're, as we're participating in his mission, we're beginning to, we learn how to hear his voice more and more and more. Yeah. And so when we're just sitting around not participating, then it's hard. I don't want to keep, I don't want to r- ramble, I feel like I'm going, but um, I, thought about, I thought about this kind of analogy today, and that was, actually comes from a very practical situation. We have someone who I commend who is learning how to listen to the voice of God. Seth's having a baby, you know, for those who don't know. Amen. And we were at his gender reveal party. Don't get me started on gender reveals. What do you mean? It's <laughs> <Get your face. laughs> just funny. It's just one of those things that my, my generation is like, we just called mom and dad and said, I'm having a boy. <laughs> 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 we need a party for everything these days. But honestly, the party oh, not was, today. <laughs> but the party was actually fun. So, yeah. <laughs> and, and, uh, um, I was a gender reveal, you know, the gender keeper or whatever. So one of this, our young man's comes up and goes, well, it doesn't, it, uh, let me not try to talk like him. Um, I don't want to give away who it was. It doesn't matter. Uh, it doesn't matter. Cause I already heard the voice of the Lord. He told me that it was a girl and I was just like sitting inside and I actually responded. I said, well, I guess we'll see how prophetic you are. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong. (laughs) So the first thing is I commend his trying to hear God's voice. I think that's because there's so many people that wouldn't. That's just like, no, I'd rather just stick to – you know, reading scripture and I'm hearing God's voice through scripture, but I'm also, I'm shutting down the fact that God could be speaking into my heart, right? Or whispering to my spirit. We don't need to shut down either one of those. Those both need to be fully turned on. Yeah. And we're just drinking from them constantly. Both turbans, (laughs) baby all the time. But the thing is, is what we have to do. I think as we learn how to hear God's voice in those moments, it's like learning how to, to sing properly. If I'm learning how to sing properly, and let's just say our brother here that had the situation makes some excuse because you've done that, right? Well, I, I, you know, but maybe he's going to be a boy, but like there's going to be this, you know, like feminine care for women, you know, side to him or some crazy nonsense, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you make an excuse for not hearing. Right. You know, right. And so what I equate that to is as we're listening to God's voice, like it would be like learning how to sing, but never admitting that you miss the notes sometimes. You're never going to get better if you don't go, oh, I screwed that up. Yeah. <laughs> that sounded horrible. But if we yield to what God speaks, like yield to the process of learning how to hear God's voice and we say, I missed that one. Okay. Yeah. And I start thinking of, well, maybe, yeah, that was maybe just inside me, you know, and, I, and then then we can grow in how to listen to God's voice. And, and it's just, it's a beautiful thing. And I, I really feel like Amen. God wants to cultivate that in us, but it does require us to step out in faith. To be kind of not to be kind of to be on mission with him, to be trying to walk in obedience with him and being willing to be humble enough to admit, ah, I miss that one. Yeah. And, and I think that's a difference between
1: yielding and or at least trying to yield to what the Holy Spirit is doing versus trying to wield God for your own mm-hmm. power or benefit. Or, you know, I've seen people, you know, it just seems like they're trying to get a prophetic word or they're trying yeah. to minister to somebody or, or say something uh, so that they can look spiritual, mm-hmm. um, and that that would be wielding. You're wielding God. That's that's selfish. Trying, yep. That's selfish, man. You're not thinking about what God's heart wants to reveal. You're not thinking about what that person needs to hear. You're you're wanting to promote yourself. Um, mm. And so there's a big difference between wielding, and that's kind of what we're talking about today. Wielding and trying to wield God's power by your own strength, trying to conjure something up and make something happen, versus just listening resting, waiting upon the Lord, mm-hmm. going to him for your first priority. And even in life's decisions, like, do I need to build a back deck? Do I need to like spend money on that? Like instead of worrying and stressing about it, make God your first priority. God, is this something I need to focus on now? No. Okay. Then I can rest in quiet confidence now and walk but I into want the it. future.
0: And then that's <laughs> yeah. the problem. Yeah. That's, that's the problem. Yeah. We get in the way. Yeah. And, and that's the thing, like, as you're talking about that, I'm thinking of like, because I've been in those situations where people have said, I'm going to teach you how to prophesy. I'm going to teach you because I grew up in charismatic and it always rubbed me the wrong way when they were like, what's God speaking to you right now? What's the first thing that I thought that come into your mind? What's this? And I know that a lot of times people are trying to help grow some of that, but I've been in several high pressure situations We're like, and I remember saying, I'm not hearing anything right now. I'm not, and it's like, oh, you are, you are, God's God's speaking to you. And I, and I remember saying to a person at one point, like, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm pressing to hear something from God and I don't want to come up with something that's not, I'm not one of those persons that's scared to say, I think Mm -hmm. I'm hearing from God, but in this situation, I'm really pressing. And I don't think that that's the heart of God. At all. Yeah. And, and what Seth's saying, like, I've seen that happen where we go, well, maybe we're hyper evangelistic and maybe we have a great Instagram page and like we're constantly wanting to go out there and, you know, make a name for ourselves. We have to ask ourselves, is that what we're trying to do? Right. That's true. Or maybe we're trying to get, we want people to get saved so much. That and where it's going, and, and maybe there's some good to, we're, like, there's a good heart to that. We're wanting to see people saved. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And man, Susan, I had this prophetic word over her. And then uh, Brad, I had a prophetic word over him. And then now this Steve guy, I'm not getting it, but I'm going to press. I'm going to press. What if God was saying, the reason you're not getting a prophetic word is because you've done nothing with Susan? I don't know what I said, what her name was. You've done nothing with Steve. Yeah. Go to them and spend time with them and then stop seeking. It's almost like a, like a it's not all about you. Yeah, it's like oh, but I like this feeling. I like to speak prophetic yeah. words over people.
1: Or maybe it's like I've been in meetings before where it's like, okay, I I know I get this like feeling over this person, like they they need to hear this, but God says no. Someone else is going to tell them. Mm. You can just confirm it. It's not it's not about you, man. Yeah, it's about what is God doing? What is my piece in it? What is my role in it? And and prayer and listening helps you accomplish your role, your
0: part to the puzzle. But it's not all about you. (laughs) And when we're and when we're the obedience piece to that, like what you're talking about, being obedient to the Holy Spirit saying, nope, it's time to stop. Um, The obedience piece is so critical, I believe, because I think that if we're not obedient to what God's telling us to do, we just tune him out. Yeah, we start to tune him out yeah. like we don't realize it, but it's like we're subconsciously or whatever. We wouldn't admit it. But whenever we hear him, you know, speaking to us, hey, slow down, take some rest. And we don't do that. Then when he's speaking other things, we're just starting to not listen to what he's saying. Yeah. And, and, it's, and I'm guilty of that. Like I, I've felt even recently, like personally, like. God has talked, shared with, talked to me about how, you know, the Jewish people would have those hours of prayer and it would be throughout the day and you would go off and you would spend time, you would spend time in prayer and like God encouraging me personally to not just have a morning prayer time or, and I'm trying to be in constant communication to God. This is a personal thing. This is not at me telling you to do this, anybody to do this. But I felt like he's saying, take lunch, take a time before dinner, go on a walk take 15 or 20 minutes at least, you yeah. know, with me. And I haven't been obedient to that. Mm. I'll just be real. Like I've been like, I've always, I keep making excuses. Well, I've been busy with this. I've been busy with that. I got, you know, and I don't think that's a good, I don't think that's a good thing. And I think that if I'm mm. not careful, it's going to hinder my obedience in the future and my hearing his voice in the future, not because God is going, I'm just shutting up, but because God is trying to teach me something.
1: Yeah. And, and I think what you're saying, John, is there is a sacrifice In order to live this way, um, you know, that to get that 15, 20, 30 minute, three hours of prayer in a day, whatever it might be, you have to give up time on your phone. You have to give up watching that TV show. You have to give up, you know, put put it in the box um, in trade for hearing God's voice. And and again, it's it's trading what you, you know, your flesh wants to do and Mm saying I'm going to choose to live by the spirit. Yeah. Flesh births flesh, spirit births spirit. So if you're living by the spirit of God, you will birth things of the spirit of the spirit. Yeah. If you're just trying to live in the flesh and accomplish things on your own, you're going to birth fleshly things.
0: And that's whenever because I can sense people go, I don't have enough time to do, you know, X, Y or Z. Whenever God made creation, he built a rhythm of rest into it. Yeah, we are made to rest. And you're the idea that we don't have time tells me right now that we're probably not listening to god's voice well yeah if we and i don't mean that to be critical but it, but it's i mean because and i'm saying that from personal experience yeah. not from a high heel of you guys you know i'm sitting on this hill and going you guys are no but of even now god's saying i have built rhythms of rest into the week into days yeah. and if you're not participating then and you're too busy then you're not being obedient yeah Amen. And so, if I'm too busy to spend time talking to God and to to do that, then I'm probably now. This is I'm not trying to be. Um, I'm careful about this because I don't want to be you know dogmatic. I know that there are seasons in life where things are busier. I believe that, but I believe that if we're just getting no time, then there's we need to really check our hearts and asking our yeah. hearts, am I being obedient? Um, and then if we start considering how. Am I spending a lot of time on my phone? Is my, have I built a business, you know, in a way to where I don't get rest? And is that what God's heart is? I'm asking myself that because of what I'm going through right now. Seriously, man. And, and so I ran track and this is a good example, I think.
1: And if you know uh, anything about like running long distances is you have to set the right pace in order to accomplish, you know, the, the ten miles that you are going to run. If you start out too too fast, yeah. John, you know this, you are going to burn out on mile two and you are going to pass out. <laughs> but if you start off too slow, you know, you are not going to have a good time. Yeah. You are not you are not going to finish the race strong. Uh, and so, oftentimes, what will happen is uh, in a really high intense race, somebody racing will get a, a pacer, and they'll put somebody out uh, just to run a lap or two. With you, so that you can be on the right pace. And once you get on the right pace, you're golden. you're money. Let's go. But I think that has to happen with us spiritually sometimes, mm-hmm. and in our life, yeah. that we get off pace and and we start running too fast or we start running too slow. I think I think in America we start running too fast. Yeah. That happened to me recently, um, and you know my, unfortunately my leg got destroyed, <laughs> and I had I literally had to slow down and what the Lord has done with us and set a new pace for my life. Um, Mm -hmm. and there may be some things in your life that you have got to cut out. Um, or, or, you know, maybe you need to stop and get a water break and and that's okay. You know, you need to rest, you need to, you know, slow down and set a new pace so that you can begin hearing from so that you can run this race
0: strong and well, and you can finish strong. I went on vacation last week and it was probably the best week in a long time that I've listened to the voice of God, and hopefully have some cool little testimonies I'll share probably later. I, yeah, it was the, out of things that God was birthing out of it, but it was really it came from just taking the time and saying. And I told Seth before I went, I said, "Unless it's an emergency, don't call me." And I told everybody that I knew that. Cause I was like, "I need to take some time to just slow down and to hear God's voice and to just unwind and to relax." And it was, it was amazing. And then when I come back, like I can just see, I think the fruit of some of that already beginning to take place. And it really was very little me speaking and very much me just, God, where, what, what do I need to do? What yeah. do we need to do? I want to hear your voice. I want to spend time with you. And so anyways,
1: yeah, I know we're getting close to finishing up here, but um, I did want to circle back around to the title of this. Um, and talk about a scripture that, uh, you know, as I was praying this morning for this, the Lord put on my heart, um, and basically it's in 2 Corinthians, and Paul is talking about, you know, he's not going to boast in all the great revelations that he's had and all the great prophetic things that has happened to him. He's going to boast in his weakness. And, and he says that because he says God, God had told him that his power, God's power, is made perfect in weakness, And I really just sense the Lord said this morning, like when you come to me in prayer, you're coming to me in weakness. You're recognizing that, uh, you know, you're not strong enough, Mm -hmm. um, that you're not capable enough, that you need his help. And you're coming to God in humility, laying yourself before him saying, here I am, here I am. And you're listening and you're, you're, you're finding him. And what does it say in that scripture? His power is made perfect in weakness. So God's power begins to show up in its perfection when we approach Him in humility and weakness, and when mm. we want to listen, we want to hear, when we want to do what He says. That's when His power shows up. Yeah, I think
0: often, <clears throat> as you are talking, I think often it's a lack of trust in God. Yeah, and it's and it's a la- and it's like us trying to do things in our own strength, as we've talked about. But underlying it is a lack of. I've been I've been studying Sabbath and rest a lot. Like, can I take a day off? Do I trust that everything's not going to collapse around me? <laughs> and if I've built a life where everything does collapse around me, I've probably made a mis- I've, I've probably not yeah. built it, built it well. If my family, <clears throat> because I'm not doing the laundry and I'm not doing stuff collapses and freaks out around me, maybe I should have taught them how to help a lot, a long time before, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and just learning to trust that God is going to be okay. That's why God gave them manna for every day, except for Sabbath and said, I'm going to give you two times. Will you trust me? Yeah. Will you trust me that I'll give you enough for two days and that it won't go moldy and bad? Yeah. Mm. The people that didn't trust him and decide I'm going to go do it in my own strength. Wasn't good.
1: Yeah. Amen. So our, our encouragement to you today is yield to God's power through prayer. Build those rhythms, build the communion with him throughout your day. Take walks if you need to, mm-hmm. take lunch breaks if you need to, um, but really begin today to practice being with him, listening to him, uh, and taking time out of your day to pray, stop and praying with people. Even, yeah. even your waitress, you know, praying with her in praying with him, whatever it may be, take time to pray today.
0: Yeah. And I think that as you do, you'll start, you will be like the disciples. I'm present with God. Wow. I did, someone just had a demon cast out of them, Like, yeah, I think that there will, we'll start to go, wow, God's power is being released because I'm present with him. I'm listening to him and I'm just doing what he says because God's just a powerful God. Amen. So you want to pray? You pray it out today. Ah, I love it lord thank you that you're a god who wants to be present with us that you're a god who wants us to commune with you who wants to to talk that you want to be a part uh, an intimate part of our lives that you're not a just a slave driving god as the ancient gods were you do this for me you do that for me but you're a god who wants to again participate and just have that deep relationship with us and that you gave us this earth to 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 Lord over to in a good way to actually take care of it to multiply to go just enjoy it God and I just pray that we would be faithful to that Lord I pray for everyone out there that is struggling to hear your voice that this uh, they would begin to just relax and rest and as they're doing it and as they're listening that they would learn how to hear and to tune their ears to your voice that they would you would remove all Um, arrogance that you would remove all selfish motivation and that we would come humbly before you in reverence and awe and fear of the Lord and say, God, you are the God of the cosmos. We want to learn how to hear from you and to walk in what you, in what you're calling us to do, because we know that you want to bring healing and reconciliation to this world and that you've said that we're your vessels of that. And we're just excited about participating with you. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Amen. Check us out on all uh, podcast platforms. Um, Please share this. If you got it, send it to somebody that, you know, needs to hear
0: it. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, really, we appreciate all the support you guys give. That's it. That is episode number nine for the Bread and Wine Podcast, yielding to the power of God through prayer. (laughs)